Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show. Guys, everyone and anyone who knows me knows I am the author of I'm Not an Addict, I'm Just an Ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumbass, guys, because 31 years ago, almost 32 now, I was a dumbass, but through the grace of God, I can honestly say now I'm a smart ass. And yes, the word ass is in the Bible at least 40 times, and it means donkey, and that's what I was. I'm saying that to say this. No one should feel alone. Listen, guys, everyone all over the world has had a rough three years, but I'm here. My services to you are free. I'm a nutritional health coach. I'm a recovery coach. Okay, if anyone needs to talk, please, please reach out. And if you think my book can help you, you can go to Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or you could go straight to the publisher, Simon & Schuster, to their Archway Publishing Bookstore. Okay, you can go to my website, jerrypetito.com. There's a book page. You could go in there and click on that and order it. Um, and you can please subscribe to the Jerry Petito Show YouTube channel. I've got some really great things happening. And guys, if there's anyone out there who truly, truly cannot afford my book, please reach out to me about that as well. Okay, I'm here to help everyone and anyone in need. Okay, so now... I have a really cool guest. This gentleman actually interviewed me, and now we've switched seats, honey, and I'm interviewing him. So I don't want to mess up your name. Kevin, tell everyone who you are. All right. My name is Kevin Basker, and I am the host of Quinty in the Groove. I love that name, Quinty in the Groove. Yeah, it's a cool name. The area that I live in in Canada called the Quinty Region, and In the Groove was the name of a record store I had with a high school friend. We had two record stores in Toronto many, many, many years ago, and we loved to play the music from the 50s and 60s. So, you know, I want to kind of start now and go back in time with your story. Um, so, t So, do you mind if I ask your age? I am going to be 59 in October. Okay, very cool. So there's a reason why I love to have my, my guests tell their age. I tell my age all the time. I'm 61. Because I want people to understand that it's never too late. You're not too old. And it's just a number. And having said that, you can encourage so many people by what you've done, Kevin. So, um, well, yes. Thank so, you very much. Thank you for saying that, and, and uh, you've done the same. You know, uh, probably uh, the information that I supplied to you probably didn't say that I went back to to college uh, three years ago, and I and I have a postgraduate in um, public relations and event management. I wanted to to be able to do better events and things for people. So at at fifty, I guess fifty five, fifty six, I went back to college. That's amazing. See, that's what this is about. Yeah. Okay, so you are even, listen, you are even more of an inspiration than I thought because I did not know that. So let's, let's yeah, go back in cool. time. Cool. Yes, let's yeah. go back in time a little bit and then we're going to come back up here, okay, um, to what you're doing. So, you know, you grew up in Toronto and you grew up very poor. Yeah, yes. But that helped you become who you are. Oh, definitely, definitely. I had I was fortunate that that I had a great mother who was an advocate and and um, helped people all the time. And 
we didn't have much, and, and I knew what it was like to stand at Christmas um, at the mission, and we get, I always joke, we used to get the utility turkey, and it was, you always knew it was the one with one uh, wing missing, or uh-huh. a big bruise on it, like, whatever, but, yeah, so, I mean, having lived through that, uh, things like COVID, these horrible things that happen, um, you can cope a little better, maybe, I think, I hope so. Yes. Um, you have a similar story to my dad. My dad's gone now. Um, but my dad came from Italy, very poor and came here. He was the first one at 14. So you have a a similar story as far as being poor and he helped everyone. So that's beautiful. Yeah. And your mom sounds like an angel. Yeah. It's a lovely, it is a lovely thing. And, uh, when you, when you were calling me earlier today, um, we were actually, uh, my wife and I were actually giving some furniture away. We were in a storage locker. Uh, there's a lot of people that can't afford furniture and whatever. And we had a lot of, we had a big storage locker and we were giving some away. That's why I couldn't start earlier than oh, I wanted. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about what you're doing with your, um, radio show. And then we're going to go a little backwards. So start with that now. Tell everyone what's going on today with you. Okay, so my radio show is quite interesting. My radio show has been on five and a half years, and it's uh, out of Belleville, Ontario. Um, it, it's a, it was an opportunity that came up many years ago before I went back to school. They were looking for someone to host a radio show, and at that time, they wanted all talk. And of course, because I love the music from the 50s and the 60s, I wanted some music. So we made a compromise and we made a talk with music. And we have guests from, from it started out with all over our community. And um, I had guests on for over five years like that. And then I, I had uh, people would send me a message. You know, people always are commenting and sending messages. And they said, well, you know, this was really nice. We love hearing from the people locally, but why don't you uh, share some of your stories or people that you know or, or people that you like from around the world. And uh, so I started branching out, and because I love the music from the 50s and the 60s, I started getting people uh, like Warren Gratis from the Belmont yes. and getting people like Norm, Norman Fox from yes. the Raw Boys. And I know because our shows eventually end up on SoundCloud, I can see how many hits these shows are getting and people around the world listen. We know from the numbers. It's not just local. So so people here are getting a chance to hear this great music, plus also the stories. It's not just the music. It's, the story, as you know, the stories of the people. And what I like about music, it sort of reveals more about what the people like and what they do and why they do things. Beautiful. So... Yeah. I want to go back to when you opened your first business in 1986 called Groove Records and you played 50s and 60s music. What inspired you back then to do that? Oh, well, that's a, that's a funny, fascinating story. I always loved the music of the 50s and 60s. When I was a, a kid in Toronto, uh, I always we always used to go uh, grad sailing or whatever, and I would always pick up a transistor radio so when I was maybe five or six in the late 60s, I was um, uh, listening to my transistor radio late at night, and I would pull in the stations from across the border in the States, because we Toronto, we could pick up all the stations. And I used to listen to a lot of the great uh, 
you know, New York, Buffalo, all, all over. And I would listen to that great music from the 50s and the 60s. So from the beginning of time, I loved that music. And uh, a friend of mine from high school, Angelo, we decided, hey, we want to open a business. We were entrepreneurs, right? You know, just getting out of high school or whatever. Let's open a business. And um, we decided to, to open a, a record store in the Groove Records. And we were uh, right downtown in Toronto. We specialized. It was really funny because we liked the 50s and 60s. We sold other records too, you know. And if someone said to us, can you find a record for us? We would find it. We were like, uh, boy, could we search for records? And <laughs> I used to, I used to come to New York. Uh, I used to go. I was I was telling the story to Norman Fox. He couldn't stop laughing. I used to go to a store called the Golden Disc in Greenwich Village. Yeah. And I used to love that store because it had every record. So I always loved that music. I love those records. And uh, when we opened the store, I thought, well, we got to be different from other record stores in Toronto. Let's specialized for 50s and 60s so that's why we did that okay so a couple questions so the 50s and 60s were popular then in in toronto and canada oh yeah they were really popular okay they uh it, it was such a, a great time we had um uh all the shows would we had many venues for entertainment in toronto specifically and all the performers would come from the states and and play in toronto so I could, uh, I, in my time, I think I've seen everybody that, uh, if I wrote a book on everyone I saw in concert, uh, I saw them all in Toronto. So we loved having having the records, and a lot of the local performers and personalities would come in the store because we were kind of like in a trendy area in okay. Toronto, and they would come in and ask, can you find this record for us? And, and uh, it was a lot of fun because... Uh, we, we call it sort of like that made us another point of difference going out and finding the, the uh, classic albums or records for people. And I always loved, as a kid too, going to record shows. One of the things we had in Toronto from way, way back when was record shows where you could go and find the 45s you wanted or the albums. So I was buying those, geez, over 50 years ago. That is so cool. And, you know, I always say I was born too late. I was born in 61, but you're a couple years younger than me, and you were as well, because I love all that music, too. It's amazing. Fun? Yes. It is, yeah. It's such wonderful music. And, yes. Uh, it, it, it makes me happy, and, and uh, that's why I like, you know, when we ask the music questions, um, right. you're on a desert island, and, yes. and, and what's the song that's going to keep you going? It's so fascinating to find out what motivates people and, and, and why they like a certain song and everybody uh, it's, it's really interesting when you when you talk to people uh, people will say oh that was the first time I danced with someone that song or this is uh, when we got married maybe we played this song so there's always a song that goes with something and uh, right. especially the music from the 50s and 60s we had such great songwriters back then they right. really knew how to how to write a song, right? Amazing, amazing. And you know what? I interview a lot of up-and-coming incredible singers. And um, they've all said if it wasn't for that music, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. So oh, everyone still, that. yep, everyone still feels that way. Um, so, all right. So at the end, what we're going to do is close out with two songs you chose. But let's talk about these songs. My Special Angel by Bobby Helms. What does that mean to you? Well, that is a song, one of the songs 
I like to sing to my wife. And you won't you won't see that in my bio, my information, because uh, it'll be this, uh, well, I guess September 2nd, will be two and a half years since we got married. And we went to Las Vegas. It was my wife's birthday. She was a leap year baby. And um, we just got married. We, we just thought, and you know where we got married? The um, Chapel of Crystals in the, used to be the old Hilton where Elvis played. That's beautiful. Yeah, so My Special Angel is a beautiful song, and a lot of people have recorded it after uh, Bobby Helms. The Vogues had a lovely version. Many, many uh, wonderful vocalists sing that song. So uh, it's a song I like to sing to my wife, so I thought I would dedicate that song to my wife. Very cool. So now what about You Baby You by the Cleftones? Oh, well, see, there's a... You know, when you go back in time and you talk about that kind of great sort of doo-wop or great music, uh, that's probably going back to maybe 55 or 56. It goes way, way back. But uh, a term I like to use with songs is, is that song could cook. And boy, could that song, it had a great beat, and it still does now all these years later. So uh, I like slow songs. I like up-tempo songs. I like all kinds. But that one, uh, I really, really love it. So okay. that's why I picked that one. Beautiful. So now... Yeah. Every day you post a quote. You also <laughs> you also post the thought of the day, a song of the day. How do you come up with them? Well, uh, it's very, very. It's interesting that you mention that. When I was uh, young, uh, we used to. Uh, I was saying that we used to go to a lot of church sales and rummage sales, and and my mom loved to read. My mom could read three books a day. So reading was very important to to our family, and I would find books on great quotations or historic quotations, and and so all through my life I always looked to add uh, new quotes or, or new things, and and people always give me books or, or send me things, so I I I always loved doing that. And several years ago, I noticed that with people there was at times quite a bit of negativity online. Uh, social media at times, and I thought, well, maybe if I put a quote of the day and a thought of the day, and I always put a smile, and um, when I can, sometimes I don't have enough time, but I also usually like to put a song of the day, and it's just to sort of maybe pick people up or yes. inspire them, make them feel good, and I'll tell you something funny. If I'm late, if I don't have it up by midnight <laughs> or whatever, there are people that contact me because they think I might be Oh, she's like six feet under. Yes, I get it. I understand you were going to say that. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it means a lot to people. People look for that. So, if it makes them feel better or it helps them in some way, I, I'm happy to um, to make those posts, right? You know, just real quick, I, I tell everyone hugs, hugs, hugs. And a friend of mine, Carol Bodner, what a beautiful lady. We've never met yet. But she actually sent me a ring, a hug ring. And if I, and I, and I, everything's in caps that I post. It was just because it was easier for me and I could see it better. I didn't know it yeah. meant I was yelling, but I'm Italian, so I could yell. If I don't, if I do something that's not in caps, I get messages, Jerry, are you okay? <laughs> or oh, if I don't funny. say hugs, yeah. Jerry, are you okay? You didn't say hugs, you know. I love it. Uh, so, so now. I love it too. That's, that's so nice. <laughs> so now, okay. 
So the Toronto Star wrote a story about you, eh? I love when you say eh. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, a lot of stories written over, but the Toronto Star did write a, a very nice story. Yeah, yeah. How old were you when they did that? Oh, that was that. so. The it's interesting. Like the picture they had was when I was a kid, but that was written. I don't know, maybe ten years ago. Okay. And, and so in in Toronto, the, at Christmas they had something that they still have now after all the many many years, and it's called the uh, Star Santa Claus Fund. And what they do is they raise money at Christmas, and they make Christmas boxes, and they're kind of like a big shoe box. And in there, there's always something, and like it changed through the years. When I was a kid, there'd be like a toque in there, like a hat, you know, for the winter. There'd be like a bag of candy. There'd be like a book you could read or whatever. And it, one day you just get a knock on the door, and volunteers would deliver it for you just before Christmas. So, you know, when you don't have a lot of money, and someone comes and knocks on the door, gives you a box with all kind of gifts in it. It's pretty cool. Yes. So. So later on in life, um, one of the charities that I always like to give to was the Toronto Star Santa Claus Fund because I knew um, there are a lot of people in need. And uh, we have a lot of, in Toronto, we have a lot of uh, people that uh, are immigrants to the city. The city is a very expensive place to live, you know. it's um, It's gone crazy prices, so uh, parents don't have money to buy presents for their kids and you know how hard it is when you go to school and 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 you're the, the guy always wearing the uh shoe with the hole in it or what you know what i mean yeah so i always thought that was such a lovely uh, uh charity and so so i always donated there that's beautiful so you yeah. listen god will bless you for this what you're doing is amazing oh. kevin thank you um so now you've made quite an impact in Toronto. I mean, I'm going to use the word famous. You're pretty famous there. Uh, a little bit, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. A lot of bit. Well, uh, you're very kind. Okay. Um, you know, I think all the stuff that you're doing, especially the charities, you know, God's blessing you with, I mean, even the people that you're meeting. Okay, so I have a question for you. I like to yeah. ask my DJs this and entertainers. Who have you met that you always wanted to meet and in the industry, you know, in the uh, show business industry, radio industry, whatever, who have you met and who haven't you met that you always wish you could have? Well, that's, a, that's one of those questions that I like to throw at people. That's a really good question, Jerry. Yeah, I love that uh, question. So one of the, one of the people... I, I, like I said, I've met a lot of uh, interesting people. I think the most interesting person I met, I didn't interview him, this was long ago, many, many years ago, was Little Richard. Oh. Yeah, he came to Toronto. He had a book out uh, called Quasar, The Brightest Star, and it was his life story. It was a fantastic book. I still have it. And I met him. A lot of people didn't know he was going to be signing the book. Maybe it was the only place he was signing it in Toronto. And I met him, and I, ta I had a chance to talk to him for, like, 15 minutes. Like, normally you only get 30 seconds, right? And I talked to him for about 30 minutes, and uh, he, he was just a fascinating person, a fascinating, so ahead of his time. And uh, so that was, to, to me, that was really big, you know, to, to meet him. But I think probably the two people who 
I'll say two. I'm going to cheat here. Not one, but two. I would have loved to have met Elvis. Yeah, me too. Got a fascinating story. And the other would have been Roy Orbison. I saw him in concert many, many times. And fantastic. I love Roy Orbison. But I would have liked to have a chance to sit down and talk with him. And, and, you know, like that term, what makes you tick or what yep. motivates you or whatever. I would have, I would have really been interested because, um, some incredible songs that he co-wrote and, and that he sang. So that, that's probably the ones I'd like to meet and, and the one big one that I met that I thought was pretty cool. Okay. So now I want to ask you a question that's probably going to be impossible to really narrow it down completely. But you could give okay. me an idea, one, two, or three, you know, groups, songs, whatever. Um, you know, growing up, like I said, I was an Elvis doo-wop and oldies girl, but yeah. I still went to concerts when I was 17, 18, 19, 20 that, you know, more popular than, okay, you know, Kansas, Little Feet, right? You know, Jethro Tull, yep. Led Zeppelin, all that. So can you can you pinpoint maybe one or two bands, groups, or singers that you really could say, hold your heart? Well, yeah, it's really that's a yeah. super hard question, and I and I know I asked that. That's a question I ask people too. That's a very good question. Um, I think one that will probably surprise people who I saw once in concert as a as a individual performer was Jerry Butler, the Iceman Jerry oh, Butler. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, because I think I always and I have his autograph and I have a photo with him. I put it on one of my pages. I love Jerry Butler. The song I loved was. Your precious yes, love. of course. And 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 I was saying that we got married, and when we got married, just after we got back to Canada from Vegas, the whole COVID thing started. So we never had the chance to have like a proper, you know, kind of wedding where you had the first dance and all that. Or we we just have two witnesses in in Vegas, right? You know, so uh, probably the song I would have picked if if I could pick the song at my wedding would have been Your Precious Love by Jerry Butler. That's beautiful. Incredible song. It is. So I like I like Jerry Butler. For groups, I mean there's so many. I love I always love the Belmonts. I love yeah. uh Norman Fox and the Rob Roy's, the yes. Cleftone. I was listening to those for so long, like like right back to the sixties when I was a little kid and I was always looking to find their albums and, and buy the singles if I could find them. Uh, very hard to find as I said in Canada. But I used to um, always try and listen to that music. But it's hard to pinpoint it. It really is. I think I think those are the best I can give you today, Jerry. Okay, okay. So now... Yeah. Okay, so now let me ask you this. When you yeah. were... Okay, I don't want to say... All right, so let me, let me put it this way. So when you were deciding that you were going to be doing your radio stations, right... Like, okay, yeah. so you've been doing this for, I guess, 35 years. Is that correct? Well, okay. So the, the music, like the records and the music, yes. it, it's, it's been a long, long time. The radio show's been about five and a half years. And one of the things I should say, uh, every week on my show, so the guests get all the songs. Kevin only gets one song, and we always have a joke with management. Kevin wants more songs, and they said, no, you can't have more songs. Just the guests get the songs. I get one song of the week, so almost every song, every 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 
time, if people were listening on the radio, they, even if they didn't hear anything, they'd say, oh, that's Kevin's song of the week. Because it's almost always going to be uh, a doo-wop song or a song from the 50s or 60s. So. Okay. But I've been, I've been interested in the music and the radio forever. And I'll tell you a quick funny story. I know you don't have a lot of time, but I was going through, I was talking about the storage locker. And I was going through a storage locker and I found a yearbook from, I think it was about 40 years ago, 1982, I graduated, I guess, yeah, 1982. We have grade 13, we have in Canada grade 13. So at oh. that time we did. Oh. And yeah, it's a little bit different. So you're well-trained if you want to go to university or whatever, you know, you're prepared. But anyways, my yearbook, when it says uh, sort of like they put your name and what do you want to be or what do you want to do? It was either a rock and roll promoter, with whatever, or a 50s uh, and 60s disc jockey was my little line. You know, everyone put something, I want to be a, uh, a fireman or I want to be a dancer. I want to be whatever. <laughs> Mine was a, a rock and roll promoter or a disc jockey. So, so that was like... That's so cool. Long ago. <laughs> 40 years ago. So... You have grade 13. Yeah, we used to have grade okay. 13. Now they've changed it. But when okay. I went, you could graduate with a high school diploma at the end of grade 12. And then if you wanted to go, it was called secondary honor graduation, grade 13. And normally, if you want to go to university, you could go to college with a grade 12. University was a grade 13. So uh, most of most of the people in my school went to, to grade 13. And the, the school that I went had a lot of Canadian celebrities and personalities, and and uh, we call Ontario scholars people with eighty percent or higher, and and so it was a, what I was trying to say was it was a great uh, learning opportunity. And when I went to university, um, it was so easy when I was there, the time that I was there, because we were so well prepared. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was lucky in that, you know. Um, I, I was lucky to have such a great school, and I, I love my school, and I still uh, contact my friends on Facebook after over 40 years. That's There's beautiful. No yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So, Kev, yeah. before we close, and then I'm going to read a little poem, and then I'm going to play both your songs, I want to give you this opportunity now, the mic is yours, to tell, I'm going to say the word fans, your fans, your friends, your listeners, everything and anything maybe you forgot to say, the mic is yours, sweetheart. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that, Jerry. Uh, and also, thank you for, for giving me the opportunity to be on your oh, fantastic show. I, I've enjoyed listening to your shows online. Fantastic. Thank um, you, Kev. And you are, you are awesome. So um, I just want to say to people, if, if, you know, it's going to sound, I hope it doesn't sound hokey, but if you can be good to people, if you can help people, uh, people are always having a, a difficult time. And I think with what people have gone through the last couple of years and are going through with COVID. People have lost loved ones. People have lost jobs. People have lost businesses. It's tough. So if you can be kind to people, if you can help people, you know, uh, don't... Sometimes people say to me, oh, don't help the person or don't do something. They don't need it. It's just whatever. I'd rather err. I'd rather make the mistake that I help someone and not help them if they really needed help. So I think if you can help people, do that. If you can listen to some music, um, play some music for people. If you can sing, geez, go out and sing. One of the things that keeps me going is is going to concerts and, and listening to music and, 
there's there's never been a day in my life that I that I didn't listen to music or or sing a song or do something like that. So try to be good to people, and um, I think your life will be better as a result. So that was beautifully said, Kevin. I want to thank you for honoring me with the interview you gave me and for honoring me tonight with allowing me to interview you. Um, we're lifelong friends now. I think you're incredible. Your testimony is beautiful and you are such a good person. And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I had to say that to you on air. Well, thank you very much. And, um, I, as I said, I think you're awesome. And I think, um, Yeah.